What's up? Welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Amen. This morning is going to be special. I know that God is going to bless you with a powerful word. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for it? We're not going to be, we're not going to be long. We want you to, to have some time. I know many of you maybe have appointments or need to meet up with family. But you're at the right place this morning for the right foundation. And that's what God wants to bring in you and deliver and deposit in you. And I want to remind you in this morning as we speak about fathers. I love since a young boy. The father was the father heart of God was really something that was close to me. And I love just the father heart of God because I know that what God wants to do in us and through us is such a special thing. And the father comes and he shapes us. Father brings identity. A father comes and you know sometimes he needs just to come and tell you, hey, you've got what it takes. Isn't it? Who of you and, and don't raise your hand because it's actually all of us. We desire and we, we long the affection and the affirmation of our fathers. Isn't it? Okay, you can say yes and amen. You don't have to raise your hand, but at least you can do that part. Is we desire because you want to know that, hey, your father takes a joy in you. Your father backs you. Your father is there when you need him. But that he thinks greatly of you. And that he's your greatest cheerleader that is like right behind you and say, come on, you go, you go, you can do this. You can do this. Because sometimes we can just put it a little bit softer, the background music. Because we, we need that encouragement. You see, a father shapes the identity. Both boys and girls, men and women, the father shapes. There's a, there's a shift that needs to take place. Not too soft. We're going to keep him busy. Ruan, you need to be on your toes this morning. Amen. It's Father's Day and we want it special. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Come on. Maybe give them a hand. All these guys are volunteers and, and they help us. And What they do is to, to just give their best and, and we, we appreciate it so much. All right. So I want to speak on, on something this morning that we as men and fathers... We pour into others. Amen? Sure. Okay. Just look at your neighbor and say, are you awake? Are you awake? Come on. For those who visit us, we don't do strange things. We do just biblical things. And we are family. We enjoy one another. And we have fun. Amen? We, we, we have fun. So fathers are made to pour into others. That's what I want to speak about is, is real men pour into others. And, and before we're going to read real biblical and go into scripture, let's just speak that, that men carry a seed, isn't it? We carry a seed and, and when men pour a seed, life starts. Life happens when we give seed, life starts, isn't it? And let's just look at anatomy before we go into scripture and make it all spiritual. Just in the physical anatomy is that when a man pours in seed, Life starts. Something happens. The woman changes. Isn't it? Stuff happens. Life begins. That's how all of us are here today. Hello. Because that happened. 
Because there was a father and mother, but the father had to pour in. He had to give the seed that he carries. And we are designed to pour into others. I'm speaking not just to fathers this morning, because as a man, you have a calling. Some are, who's, who's still here that's still unmarried? All the single men. Maybe just stand quickly. This is like a failing. We're going to, no? All right, no. Maybe you should stand and raise your hand if you're in a relationship. Otherwise, we're going to maybe make trouble if we say you're available. All right? But there's a lot of single men, all right? Godly men. You can sit down again. So I'm not just speaking to the fathers this morning. I'm speaking to all of us as men. Because there's something that I want to show you this morning about what God wants to do through us. So we're designed to pour in to, to others. What happens is this woman is designed to preserve that what is poured into them. When I give a seed, what happens? She nurtures, she takes cares of, she multiplies. You know that little saying, eh? if we give a grocery, she gives you a meal and all these things. But you know if you give her trouble, eh? she multiplies whatever you give her. She gives, she multiplies. So, so that's the thing is men give something, but the, the, the woman nurtures take cares of and she multiplies she brings forth that's God's order that's God's way and we need to understand that 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 in the physical so in the spiritual the same that happens just in the physical if we look at nature and whatever God says first in the in the, that what happens in the natural that happens in the spirit so natural spiritual and men we are designed to pour in not just into women into lives, into families, into friendships, into people. So, so I want to I say this morning to you men that you're not, you, you're not in a deficit. You're not in a, in, a, in a deficit. In other words, you're not empty. In other words, you, you don't have a lack. You don't have a shortage. You're not dried up. You've got something to give. Amen. You are resourceful. You are an asset, men. Fathers, you are an asset. We need you. Fathers, you, you carry something and, and real men pour into others because God wants to bring a blessing. You're a blessing. In other words, men, you are valuable and you are useful. Amen? Now it gets quiet. Now the lady says yes and amen. All right? Fatherhood is, is one of the keys in our lives to unlocking a world, your world and your destiny. That's why we need fathers, because a father in your life unlocks your world and unlocks your destiny. He shapes something in you. That's what a father does. And, and so when fathers pour in, something happens. Come on, say to your neighbor, it's going to be good this morning. We're going to have a good time. So let's read scripture, Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And these are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. That's Old Covenant, Old Testament. He says that you're a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You're my prized possession. God saved them, brought them out of Egypt. And as a father, he comes and he affirms them. And he says, you are my prized possession. You are a holy nation. You are my people. You are a kingdom of priests. So he comes and he shapes the identity. He speaks words of affirmation and identity over them as a father. 
but not just as a father because at this day where Pentecost was instituted, instituted he came as king as well and he presented himself as king. So, so just in the natural, so in the spirit. All right, so when God created the earth, he created first Adam. Where was Eve? Shopping. No. <laughs> she was within Adam. And then when God saw that, that he named all the animals and he says he was alone, he says that he made him sleep and he took Eve out of Adam. And when, when Adam looked at Eve, when he saw, when he woke up, he said what? He said, whoa, man, whoa, man, huh? isn't it? What actually he said is, whoa, uh, a man like me, someone that looks like me in my image and likeness she looks exactly like me he says bone of my bone flesh of my my body that's why when we speak of the 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 christ and the church we speak of two ways of the church can you guess man and woman he says the church is the body of christ and the bride of christ come on because we were one, we were taken out and split into two functions. And he says, the body and the bride. He says, body of my body, flesh of my flesh. And he says that God calls us. And Peter says the very same thing again about the identity and the affirmation. And 1 Peter 2.9, he says, you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. He's just reiterating that what was said. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now men, you are king priests of your house. You are king priests of your house and, and you are the leaders of your house. Amen. You are the leaders of your house and, and your house needs you. And you have a responsibility as the king priest to pour into your family. To pour into your house. To give that what you carry. To come and deposit into them you see men you need to go and lay hands on your wife you see when i do this i do maybe she thinks i'm affectionate but and at night i'm actually praying for her and i lay hands on her but but you should go and lay hands on your wife what i do every night is i go and i lay hands on my children i pray for them i speak destiny into them i come and i i talk to them and i say hey this is what you are i put my hands on my boys and i say hey you're a man you see, I, I form identity, I release. And it's not that she cannot pray for herself. She can pray for herself. She sometimes prays for me. You see, so it's not that she cannot do it, but, but as a king priest of my house, when I come and I pour into, when I am concerned about the things that she's concerned, when I worry about the things that they worry about, when I start taking care of or, or you know, make important what they think is important, that's what makes it possible for men to start pouring into their families. Come on. That's the, the gift and the ability that God gives you to start pouring in to your families. And there's a difference between being a good husband and a good father. You can be good at one and bad at the other. All right. So we've got a double job to do. Say, help me, Jesus. Okay. But I want to look at a specific scripture this morning. John 15 from verse 9. He says that as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. 
If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is the commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, that somebody lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. So Jesus is teaching here and he's speaking to his disciples. But in a sense, yeah, he's got a Father's Day moment with his sons. He's talking about his father to his disciples. There's a Father's Day moment and he says, Hey, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue in my love. Listen to what he says. He says this, he says, As the Father has loved me, so, so means that, that in the same proportion, in the same, so, so as the Father has loved me, in that same proportion, I have loved you. In other words, if he has loved me little, I loved you little. If he has loved me much, I have loved you much. But in that same as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue in my love. Continue in my love. In other words, you know that, that he says, whatever I received from the Father, I reproduced that. I reduplicated that in my life and I gave it to you. That what was modeled in front of me, I just took that and I repeated it. I modeled that into you. I gave that into you. I communicated to you as it was communicated to me. That's what he does. So, so in other words, there's a connection in father-son relationship. There's a connection and Jesus then as son again with his disciples, there's a connection. You see, God wants to do a generational thing. He, he wants to connect and there's a disconnect in the generations. And, and blessing wants to flow, but blessing flows through generationals, a generational connection. Curses operate when there's a break in the generations. Come on, just think about it. If you have the wrong, if we sometimes think wrongly of the term curse. Curses operate when there's a break in generation. If I am raised without a father, how long am I going to struggle with the wrong mindset and thinking and having no identity, nothing that's shaping, isn't it? It's a curse that operates when there's, when there's a gap between the generations. There's nothing that connects the generations. He says, havoc reigns. The devil comes and steal and kill and destroy, isn't it? That's what happens. And the enemy is always after to break the generations, to break that, that bond, that, to break that flow. Because generational blessing flows through that connectedness. So my question is for you, if, if you don't see a generational blessing, what are you connected to? What are you connected to? Okay, It's, it's going to get rough this morning. Okay? Because we mean business. If there's nothing happening in your life, what are you connected to? Is there a disconnect in the generations? When you connect it, there's relationship, there's love, there's structure, there's order, there's honor. All these things, when you connect it, these things work. You see, honor, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother so that it may be well with you. Honor your father and your mother so that you can have a long life. All right? This wasn't a suggestion. This was not just one great idea. This was what? 
This was one of the command. It was the fifth commandment that the law gave or God gave Moses in the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother. He says honor, it's a command. You see, honor creates the pathway for generational blessings to flow. That's what it does. When you honor, you create a pathway. Not agree when you honor. My question is, where's your honor? What does your honor look like? Come on, men and women. We need to inspect a little bit this morning. What does your honoring look like? You see, we all love God, isn't it? You love God. We all say we honor Him, don't we? Okay, let's look at this. Proverbs 3, 7. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and a refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits, with your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats with bursting or will be bursting with wine. Oops. Some of us, we struggle. Why? Because we do not honor. We are wise in our own eyes. He says, don't be wise in your own. Why is it so quiet now? Isn't it? He says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from healing. Healing or from evil. It will be healing to your flesh. Honor the Lord with your wealth. You see, we want to honor God here and there and this, but we don't want the full scripture. We have a lot of things to say about our, our wealth and our money. But when it comes to Lord, bless me, bless me, we want that. But he says, honor creates the pathway for the generational blessing to flow. And when you honor, you activate something. You see, we want to honor, we want the benefits, but we want it all on our terms. God says, no. Honor creates the pathway. You see, God's after the generations. He wants to bless you. And if you honor, then there's a path for that to flow. I want four volunteers. Can I get four men? Four volunteers. Anyone? All right, you can come. Yeah. One, two, three. Great. Oh, fifth. All right. Oh, thanks, Ashwin. Come. You can come, Ashwin. That's good. Rion, you can stand. Yaku. Just come stand in front here. Leon, yes, Erste. Yaku. Yaku. All right. Just stand like this. So it's Father, Son. You're not the Holy Spirit. It's, it's Father to Jesus, to His sons, His disciples, and He's your son. Okay? So you can see. There's the Father. There's Jesus. There is the disciples. And then, can you see the resemblance? They all look beautiful. Come on, give them a hand. All right. So Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so in that same proportion I have loved you, continue in my love. In other words, he says that you've got a responsibility to pour into others that what I've poured into you. That what I received from the Father. So yes, Jesus. All right, take hands. All right. So from the Father, the Father is love. And the Father comes and He pours. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me. So there's a connection. There's a, there's a generation that connects. And as the Father has loved me. Now take His hand. He says, so I have loved you. That what I received, I poured into you. 
But Jesus gives this command. He says, now continue in my love. Now you take his hand because you need to continue. So he says, as the Father has loved me, in that same proportion I have loved you, you continue in my love. And we need to continue and continue. See, it can flow when there's a connection in the generations. It cannot. What's this generation going to be like when there's a break? He's not going to experience the love of the Father and Christ and what has to, has to take place. Because we broke the generations. We broke the connection. And we are called as men to pour in to say, that what I've received from my Father, that which was poured into me, I come and I pour into the next. And your responsibility is to pour into the next that we can see the generational blessing to flow. Because God wants to connect connect the generations and when the generations are connected when there's an honor it flows there's the pathway you don't have to struggle you see when 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 the father does something and he's victorious he doesn't have to struggle because it flows through and the second and the third and the fourth generation doesn't have to struggle but when when the father does something and there's a break in the relationship he has to fight all over again. He has to start all over again to bring the connection that it can start flowing again. And that's what God says. Is you looking at my wifey anchor noch? All right. And I really want this to sink in. So if you can stand for the rest of the sermon like this, okay, you guys can sit down. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. So God wants to connect the generations that something can happen, that the blessing can flow, all right? Connect the generations, then there's a pouring. There's a pouring into the next. Paul continues, he describes this love, this, that thing that he says, that as the Father has loved me, I loved you. He comes now and he describes this, Romans 12, all right? I don't know, do you have the, as, yes, you've got that translation, thank you. This is the CEV. Love each other as brothers and sisters and honor each other more than you do yourself. In other words, he says, outdo one another in showing honor. Never give up. Some of us, we got tired and we gave up. Come on. And I want to tell you, some of you, you are tired and the Bible says, and I want to encourage you, I tell you this morning, don't give up. He says that, that love each honor and honor each other. More than you do yourself, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't get tired. Never give up. Follow the Holy Spirit and serve the Lord. Ask God to bless everyone who mistreats you. Ouch. Ask Him to bless them and not to curse them. Ouch. Don't mistreat someone as who has mistreated you. Try to earn the respect of others. Do your best to live at peace with everyone. Dear friends, don't try to get even. Let God take revenge. In the scripture, the Lord says, I am the one who take revenge and pay them back. The scripture also says, if your enemies are hungry, give them something to eat. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. This will be the same as piling burning coals on their heads. Don't let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good when there's a break in the generations you allow evil to defeat you but he says defeat evil with good 
start being the one that's reaching out your hand to connect a generation again. You have something that you carry that you need to pour into others. You see, true honor is an outflow from a heart that fears God. True honor is a heart that fears the Lord. And that, that's the outflow. Paul speaks in the book of Galatians about teachers, about people that teach you in all good things. And he says, honor them and, and, and honor them as they teach you because you cannot give that what was not deposited, that what was not poured into you. You cannot give that. Amen. That's why it says, as the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Continue in my love. And then he says, John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. So here's a discipline component. It's not just love. It's not just the emotion. It's not just something airy-fairy or a feeling. Here's a discipline com component into the love that He says that, hey, and, and, or, or what He says, in other words, men, you cannot turn the kids over to your wife. All right? Why? We say that she's a... By nature, she's a nurturer. She nurtures. In other words, she's going to end up nurturing something that's not supposed to, to nurture. She's going to nurture something that later she's going to regret. Because this thing is requiring a discipline. Come on. And now when you leave the discipline over to her, she's a nurturer by nature. She nurtures that what's supposed to get discipline. She nurtures something that she's later going to regret. That's why there's two of us. I need my space. She needs her space because together we balance the home. I have rules. She's got the nurturing. Come on. And I know it's hard sometimes because this says that, that as the, I kept my father's commandments and I abide in his life. Love. In other words, Jesus says, I follow discipline and I obey. I follow discipline and I obey. And in the same way as I follow discipline and obey, has kept the Father's commandment and abide, he says, in that same way, abide. Follow the discipline, obey. You cannot expect God to bless you if you don't obey Him. You need to be obedient. If you keep my commandments, he says, that what I and the Father have, that's you and me. We're going to have that. These things I've spoken to you that your, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment so that you love one another as I have loved you. He says, stay in my Father, abide in Him. And I say, these things I spoke to you that your joy may be full. He says, these things I spoke to you. He says that my joy may be in you and that your joy might be full. He says that when I look at you, I'm glad. And also I spoke this thing that, that when you receive my word, you are glad. And when we meet together, joy meets joy. Something happens. He says, stay in that place. Let my joy remain in you. I had a delight in you seeing or seeing you coming to me. But then also I speak so that your joy may be full, that when we get together, that joy meets joy. Come on. And, and when he says commandment, there's no doubt about what commandment. He states it clearly. He says there that my commandment is that you love one another as I have loved you. Let's just stop right there for a quick minute. If we just do this one, we'll be much better off. God gave a commandment. He says, as I have loved you. This is my commandment. You love one another as I have loved you. In other words, if, if, if I put up with you, 
That's what God says. Hey, if I put up with you and if I'm patient with you, you ought to reflect that patience to the ones that you love. As I have loved you. All right? He didn't say love one another. He says, love one another as I have loved you. If I was willing to endure with you, hey, you need to be willing to endure with someone else. Come on. Some of us should be glad that God was willing to endure with us. He says in that same way. And then he goes right for the throat. Greater love has no one than this. That you will lay down your life for his friends. That's the, that's the epitome of, of love. He says it's sacrifice. Sacrifice. Who of you know that fatherhood is sometimes hard? So it requires, it makes me always think of Pastor Eckhart when, when they stayed there up in Limpopo. And he said his father had to take him for wrestling. And he says it was quite a drive, isn't it? But his father was faithful through the seasons to take him, to develop him. Sometimes it costs you because you have a long day at work, you had all these things. One of the things that gets me is when I get home and my boy's like, come spill some. I was like, Then I just want to negotiate. It's like, what do we play? How do we play? Can I sit on the ground when we play? It demands something of you. It's sacrificial. You sacrifice. You see, because men give, isn't it? God won't do something that he doesn't expect or he won't expect you to do something that he doesn't do himself. For God so loved the world that he, say it, God so loved the world that he gave, not took, that he gave. Come on. You see, when men pour in, it's a pouring in, it's a giving, it's not a taking. It's a giving. Whenever there's love, love gives, love pours. Lust takes. That's the difference. Love gives. Lust takes. A lot of people think, a lot of people you think loves you, actually lusts you. Love gives, not takes. Love pours. And he says this, you are my friend according to the way you love. You are my friend according to the way I'm almost done and we're going to do one more thing then we're going to just celebrate together. He says, if you don't love, you're not my friend. The way you love shows me that you're my friend. And then he says this, therefore I don't call you servants. Come on, you get an upgrade. Hallelujah. Some of you are due for an upgrade. God gives you an upgrade. He says, I don't call you a servant. I call you friend. Come on, because he says servants, slaves, doesn't know the business of the, of the master. He says, but I call you friend. I call you friend. I love you. But love is sacrificial. If you love, he says, you will lay down your life for your friend. And that's it. Men, fathers, you are called to pour into others. To pour into your wives, to pour into your sons, your daughters, your families, your neighbors, your friends, even up to the place where you lay down your life for others. That's what he says. That's the generational thing. Men pour into others. It's great to pour into others. Amen. 
God wants to connect the generations that the blessing can flow. I want to give you eight points, practical, how we point to others as fathers and as men or as leaders of our homes. Love and concern. Love, we need to, to show them, not just occasional, how are you? When I ask, how are you? It's really that connecting the concern that I have, the love that I have for you, all right? Loving people is pretty basic, but it's powerful. Just to, to get to that place. When I pour into you, I spend time as, how are you really doing? Not just in the, in the, in the going by. Men, we can, we can pour knowledge and skills into our families and into our, into our sons and to our daughters. Coaching by resources, by modeling things for them. Amen? Responsibilities with clear articulated expectations sometimes you expect something you want to teach them but you don't you don't explain or articulate exactly your expectation so do that pour into them by understanding exactly what you require of them that they can do that and be successful i love this one golden opportunities because sometimes we like to do things be successful but sometimes we pick and choose and we'll do the things that we're gonna receive the glory or the reward are you generous enough to set them up to have that golden opportunity to do and to serve that victory or to do, to, to do that to somebody else that they can receive that reward? That's how we pour into others. Amen. Your theology, your view of God. It's important that when you speak to, to them, you, you openly share your faith and your concerns and, and what you feel about God and what you see that that actually that when they leave they've got a bigger perspective of him when they're done with you your theology pour that into them give them show them a view teach them teach them freedom teach them accountability and I think one more thing teach them a yes that when they come to you they can rather experience or expect a yes than a no you don't have to say yes to everything but it's better to have this impression that, hey, I'm going to get a yes, because your father wants to. Your father wants to set you up, not for failure, but for victory. Come on. Let the worship team come up. We want to minister to you. Just close your eyes as they come up. I want to tell you, that men, you are a great leader. You are a great leader. And you have a lot to give. You've got a lot to give to others. And I want to challenge you that you start beginning to pour into others that what God has given you. Even if it's little. If you don't even know, just start giving something, whatever you've got. Start pouring into others. But this is the thing, you need to go and get filled. Because you can only give that which you receive. You can only pour out that what was being poured into you. So you need to get to that place. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function. So let's build.